I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. Good evening, ladies and germs. Welcome back. Episode 85 of the Change My Mind podcast, part of the hashtag Dorkshared Gooniverse, along with Geeks Worldwide Radio and Midnight.fm. We are, of course, the People's Podcast. We are the prettiest podcast in the hashtag Dorkshared Gooniverse at the moment. And (laughs) this week's episode is brought to you by a real sponsor this week, Toy Vault where Nick goes to get all his action figures and Funko Pops. Damn straight. Uh, along with locations at the Warwick, Crystal, Dartmouth, Solomon Pond, and Emerald Square Malls. They yes. also have an upcoming event at the warehouse in Greenville, Rhode Island, over on Commerce Street. You'll hear more about them and that event on the DSG Facebook page later this week. I am, of course, Wesley Sykes, and through the other side of the ether is the Reverend Preston Tea Garden to my deputy Lee Bodecker, Mr. Nick Fryer. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, if we're we talking about like personality wise, or are we talking about looks? Uh, I, I just like the names. I, you know, okay. you know, of course, we're going to be discussing uh, the Netflix film, uh, D- The Devil All the Time. A uh, bit of a slow burn there, but one thing I was really marveling at was their name usage and selection in there. I thought Preston Tea Garden and deputy Lee Bodecker are two fantastic character names yeah they are they definitely are and speaking of fantastic though that intro i mean i know we i gush over you every single time wow. now at this point no, but please don't let me stop that you. one was a mouthful and you knocked it out of the park and then you're going rattling off these ridiculous names from this movie that it, that i enjoyed and i am very excited to talk about but it was very dense and i don't think it was necessarily for everyone either yeah, no, not not for everybody, but you know, I I do appreciate uh, you know getting the accolades on, on the opening here because I much like Jay Z, I do this in one take. Uh, so <laughs> much like the the goat uh, rapper, uh, which was a little bit of a, a contentious debate in the DSG chat over the weekend. But nevertheless, we, we might dive into that a little bit later uh, this month. Who knows? But gotcha. uh, intro t- question here to get things rolling on the episode: Would you rather eat nothing but pizza for an entire year? Or never eat pizza again. Eat pizza for an entire year. You, you can't lose on a pizza. It's it's like the, the best. It's the easiest food. Like you don't ever need to be in a mood for it. You just pizza. Yeah. Okay, sure. You know, if if anybody was watching the the pop culture pile driver uh, live stream last week, they would have seen the uh, your your glorious six pack. I'll be a little hairy and pale. Uh, six pack nonetheless. Mm. Uh, six six pack none the richer maybe. Uh, who knows? Okay. Um, that's a that's a little play on words there. Oh. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, you know you don't want you would lose that hundred percent if you're eating pizza, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snack, maybe Tostino's pizza rolls in there in some way, shape, or form. Maybe a bagel bite for breakfast. Ooh. You know, like that's a lot of carbs, a lot of cheese, a lot of grease. Well, you like myself do not eat in the morning, right? You still do intermittent fasting. Correct. Yeah. So a that's important. B I'm catching up on you the abs too. I'm I'm going to get there. That's what I like to hear. That's, nah, I won't, I won't. That's how we say the prettiest podcast in the hashtag <laughs> the universe. Motivation. Exactly. 
And then uh, what was B? Oh, B, gluten-free. And then you can get it with what? Like, uh, there's, I'm sure there's different types of cheeses like that aren't real cheese. I don't know. I've never had a goat cheese before. But Yeah, but then you're going into like artificial stuff, and that, that could be just as worse for you than, than like the authentic like mutts. Okay. We're not supposed like, – I'm not going to get into this whole thing, but in another lifetime I was a trainer. You know – a strength coach, you know this, so I know a little bit about dairy and how we're not really supposed to have it after a certain point. But – I'm not, again, not going to get into that. Gluten-free, though, that's how I would survive. I'm, so not, I'm a big believer in, in milk and cow's whole percent, whole vitamin D milk. No, you keep drinking that and you ain't never going to catch me, Wes. Uh, well, I think it helps build strong bones. How many bones have you broken in your life? Um, I have one my, in my elbow. I bought my elbow fractured. See? Yeah. yeah Had you drank some uh, vitamin D milk, you know? Uh, I haven't skipped uh, you know, on the carton at lunchtime in, in, in <laughs> elementary school. You know, maybe that elbow would still be in place. Maybe you wouldn't be doing a lowly podcast, as Courtney uh, Kardashian said last week. Yeah, uh, and maybe you'd be in the big leagues. You know, who knows? Maybe I would be. Hey, I could I could make a case that I could still pitch for the Red Sox right now because obviously they've. Well, looked- <laughs> that's that's not too difficult of a case to make. But I think we got Courtney again this week. But either way, she, I she, think we do too. Oh well, she can go to hell either way. You know, I don't oh wow! Think to talk this to is her a big gift like for us. Yeah, you know, we can't be talking to a sponsor. You're going to be talking to Eddie like that soon. She's sponsoring well, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie is uh, is advertising with us despite the fact that every time I go into the toy vault, he always says, "How's Wes doing?" Like <laughs> like with a lot. Like it, it well, like he, it tastes like it's gross coming out of his mouth. He's asking though, and I and I appreciate that. I'm doing great, Eddie. Thank you for asking. There uh, you go. <laughs> but either way, uh, Courtney's not sponsoring. That's really just, funny, actually. Yeah, oh, every time I see him, hey, hey, how's Wes doing? He's waiting. He's waiting for. I've told him. You know that there's an episode I want to have him on at some point in the when we go into Star Wars rewatches. But we'll wait for that for another time. Oh, I like that. Okay. But because uh, he has some takes that you certainly will not agree with. But either way, oh, if Courtney's wow. going to talk about us like that, then. I, I'm not going to just sit here and take it. I mean, you can, it's, I guess, if you want. It's classic negging. In fact, it, it kind of makes me want her more. I, I want her to like me more just because she talks to us. So it's uh, it's working. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians since college because the girl I dated then watched it kind of sarcastically. Um, back it's then. hard to watch. No matter <laughs> I, how you do, whether it's sarcastic or not. Courtney sounds very – she sounds exactly as how I remembered her. It's crazy. She's very impressive. Great. Yes. Yeah, well, uh, she's a good get. I'll give you that at least. Hey, you know, give, yeah, throw me some bones here. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for this toy vault. The other one's getting Courtney Kardashian. So you know, I just, uh, <laughs> just throw that out there. <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> I love you, Eddie. That's that's no knock on Eddie, but you know, it's Courtney <laughs> Kardashian. You know, he's gonna be so pissed. He's gonna be so mad. <laughs> it's, it's not. No, it's not. It's, it's just more of a statement about Courtney. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Uh, go go to Toy Vault, everybody, and this week. <laughs> Uh, as we already mentioned, we're going to be discussing the newest movie on Netflix that everyone's going to forget in about two weeks, The Devil, all the time. But first, Nick, let's trend now. So one rumor that's been floating around for – it feels like years. It feels like when we started doing this show, the Keanu Reeves as Moon Knight uh, rumor has been floating around since then. I liked it originally because I like Keanu Reeves. Who doesn't like Keanu Reeves? Who doesn't love John Wick? And I mean, I like him as John Constantine. Yeah. I think he's a little bit different than what he is in the books, but still, that's okay. That happens all the time. But now that we're hearing the rumors again, even the last time they popped up, Wes, I'm done with these. I don't want Keanu Reeves as Moon Knight. The action, yeah, that might be good, but I'm all set with the character because I, I also with him as the character because Mark Spector and all the multiple personalities, I don't know how Keanu is going to be able to pull that off. 
Yeah, he, he's too big of an actor to play uh, such a niche role on a TV show on a streaming service. Do you, do you know, it just doesn't seem to add up. Like, I feel like you know, they're all, I feel like right around the same times those first Moon Knight rumors first top, uh, popping up was uh, the Silver Surfer. Which, which, mm. if, if given the option of the two, I would prefer the Silver Surfer because that's a bigger, um, you know, character that has more involvement over multiple movies as opposed to, you know, just living potentially in this small Disney Plus show. Better fit in terms of the character too. Not dealing with quite as much emotion yeah. there. Obviously, he, you know, we've seen some yeah, of exactly. back and forth, but it's not multiple personalities. Like and I, I can see the look. Like he kind of looks like if, if they like you know shaved off his head, his his head, his facial hair, and his hair yeah. and everything like that. You know, like he kind of looks like that nondescript humanoid. Yeah. He yeah yes 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 he does look like how you would think. Yes, I agree with that. Whereas with with Moon Knight, I've seen you know various names thrown around, but two that have popped up. I think Shia LaBeouf popped up. Even back in our I w- love that M days. I love that. I think that would be a great casting. I just want again. We talk about it with any character. I just want to see him get into that shape where he looks like he could go and like he's ex-military because that's what you're dealing with with Mark Spector. He's an he's an ex-mercenary and everything. So I need that. Another well, Shia, name- Shia LaBeouf will go full method though for his latest oh. movie, The Tax Collector. Uh, excuse me, which which I don't think was very good, but I think he actually got tattoos like tatted on his chest, like huge chest tattoos, actual tattoos. Yeah, and I feel like for another role, like he might have like pulled out his own tooth. Uh, maybe that was in the Fury movie with Brad Pitt. Uh, so so he he definitely like is one of those Jared Leto like really submerged himself in the type of role thing. So I, I, I think he would do that. Yeah, he would like- really commit. At least with him, I feel confident, like him doing that fine, whatever. But like he's going to get the job done. Leto, I don't trust him at all. But no, actually, no, no, no. Speaking of, actually, you're right. Because with, with LaBeouf went the, you know, he was getting high when they were doing the Days and Confused reading. He did, he obviously got, he really leaned into that one. Stop, stop <laughs> it. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to engage. Okay, whatever. Anyways, the other Just name. Talk I, about Josh Radner. Well, yeah. the, the other name that I saw pop up too was um, Ted Mosby. Yes, uh, it's, yeah, Josh Radner. So Ted Mosby. From How I Met Your Mother, obviously mm-hmm. an insufferable character. I watched the entire show. My God, I couldn't stand him. But with how mopey and up and down he can be, I think he could take on this role. I saw someone throw like float this idea out. There's like a fan cast. I'd be more willing to try that than Keanu, honestly. I think he would be – because I know you, you, you don't need to be exactly what the character is, but I just think Keanu is just – you're going to see – like there's John Constantine, there's Neil. Like there, there's like a slight deviation from Keanu in different directions, and then the same thing with John Wick. But they're all fairly similar to just Keanu Reeves being Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I don't know much about this Josh Radner. Uh, never watched How I Met Your Mother. That that came up also. Uh, that was a topic of conversation for probably too long on Pop Culture Pyro Driver. But mm-hmm. I've never seen a full episode of How I Met Your Mother. Well, I'd rather that you guys talk about that than try and convince me that Blink One Eighty Two is a uh, one hit wonder. Yeah, it's a that's a tough stretch on that huh, one. Look, my God, I love your brother, but come on, what is that? Yeah, you know, it's a classic troll job. You, you respect the effort on that. Yeah, I'll give him that. But what else is trending, Wes? Yeah, so we're sticking in Disney Plus and uh, small time TV shows here. Samuel Jackson to star in his own Nick Fury Disney Plus MCU show. Um, so that that's kind of interesting. You know, it's still very early on, so there's mm. not much out there about you know what. It would follow what would it be about, how it would tie in, if anything. But you know, my, my, the real reason why I brought this up is because you know, you look, Disney Plus now has Moon Knight, which we just mentioned, Loki, Hawkeye, 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, along with new titles like Shang-Chi and the Eternals, mm. as well as Black Widow, Spider-Man 3, Thor Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange 2, all expected to come out in two years, in like the next two years. Mm -hmm. you, and I, I'm starting to think like, is this a good or a bad thing? Like, obviously we've had uh, this time off and we'll go like the first year in like 20 years where there hasn't been a Marvel movie released or anything like that. Uh, but will this be like too much too quickly? And too, like, too uh, building up uh, world building too fast. The only thing I'm wondering is how do they handle the release of the episodes? I think as much as Disney and, uh, and some of these other places, like obviously with Mandalorian, right? They've been doing uh, weekly uh, releases of each episode. I think that Disney should do that with some of these. Also, they might want to take a book, uh, take a page out of the Amazon Prime's book with the boys, where they release three and then do the rest, you know, right. week by week. Or they may, with some of these, want to just go all at once. Because when you talk about how are we going to get, you know, exhausted too much at one time? Well, if you give us a lot of, give us that one show all at once, and then it's like, oh gosh, like we turn into the Chappelle gif, right? You got yeah. any more of them Disney Plus Marvel shows? Ty Tyrone Biggums. Yes, there you go. So mm -hmm. maybe if you if you kind of mess with us in that way, I'm not going to care. I'm going to watch all. You're going to watch all too, but you will complain along the way, right? Because like Marvel Netflix, right? Well, if, if it doesn't tie in, yeah. Oh, okay. It's got to oh. connect. So wait a minute, if that all tied in, I think that would help. I think that would help. I, I would definitely have like sat through it more. Okay. Okay. All right. Good to know. I, mean, I you know, I feel like you've told me that before and I just forgot. But anyways, regardless. Um, yeah, actually, no, okay. It's been a while since we rehashed that, uh, that yeah. debate. Yeah, it's been a while. But either way, uh, Richard Grant, by the way, speaking of casting too, Richard Grant, was he the one that just got cast? In Loki, I believe it was him. I know he is cast for Loki. Oh yeah, I, I saw something quickly about that, but I, I was scrolling through Twitter, so I didn't I really catch yeah. that. But I saw something re referencing what you're talking about. So yes, I'm almost there. You're almost. There. But either way, I, I think that I think, like I said, if you depend, if they handle the release of these a little bit differently, it could work really well because we want anything superhero right now, like as best as we can, right? Oh yeah, I just I just wonder, like again, and that that's a, a lot of titles in what I would imagine to be a, a two year stretch, and could it just be oversaturation at that point? You know, do you have a, uh, an instance of maybe stretching yourself too thin? Um, I would imagine that Disney and, and Marvel has as many resources as they you know could ever want or imagine. But I think these are some questions that kind of pop up when you look at, like I said, I think it's about a dozen titles or so. Now, I just made a note for later on, so we don't forget this, but I have a question for you that I want you to think on as we go along and get into the devil all the time. Is the devil all the time a uh, prologue to or prelude, whatever, to WandaVision? Because mm. you have Tom Holland, you have uh, Sebastian Stan in this, and – could it be that they're, you know, Wanda's created this weird reality, and that's what happened to Spider-Man and Bucky Barnes, and they got somehow stuck in West Virginia together? That that could be interesting. I'd be interested to see uh, WandaVision to see what happens. But I like where your head's at, and, and yep. for those of you who may like also where Nick's head at, I think uh, it was probably a minority of people. But go back uh, a couple episodes to our multiverse madness episode where we discuss uh, things very much like Nick was just talking about, where we take characters and try to put them in other universes and connect them and see mm -hmm. how. Uh, that happened, and it was uh, a train wreck of success, I might say. Train wreck? I thought that was a perfect success. I thought we did ex you, you each did it differently, and we accomplished what we both wanted to do. And you impressed me along the way. Well, you always watch a train wreck, right? This is true. This is true. 
So see what I did? It was kind of an oxymoronic type of phrase. Mm, yes. Okay. Got it. All right. Now, now, now I'm it's on It's like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. Some would say this is starting to turn to a train wreck because I misread that what you were trying to say. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of Netflix, though, <laughs> Netflix's Sandman, which is a Neil Gaiman uh, book from Vertigo, which is which is um, was part of DC. Now I think mm -hmm. they've kind of gone away from Vertigo and they have more of the black label stuff, which is awesome. The Netflix movie is starting to film in October. There have been delays with this. Now, I Lucifer is ongoing now, and I haven't mentioned that in our quarantine corners at all. I do watch Lucifer. I have not started on the last season, though, of that yet. So, I, But I would think we're going to see that character mixed in with the Sandman universe because he's, he's part of that whole thing, and he's a character that Neil Gaiman – I don't know. Like, I think that specific Lucifer he created, Lucifer Morningstar, he created that character, obviously based off the devil and everything. He is the devil and everything, but that's why, I, whatever. Anyways. I, I thought this whole topic was was going to be about a biopic on Metallica mm. and or Mariana Rivera. Biopic or biopic? Well, you know, some people put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. This is true. I <laughs> I don't know why that one always gets me. I it's a good one. I, I, that one's been in the arsenal probably since 2003. Really? Yes. Okay. And like with any good joke in comedy, the, the key is repetition, repetition. This is very true. Speaking of which, I forgot my uh, – where is that? The world's best boss mug. I don't know where. I think it's in the dishwasher, unfortunately. Oh, boy. What what are you drinking from? Oh, is that not – I thought you were doing like a nice subliminal hint. What are you drinking from today? Uh, I'm drinking from a, a worn-down Northwestern baseball mug. Oh, like, lovely. So, yeah, yeah you got, got some years out of some wear and tear like that elbow of yours. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, but, you know, we had so we, we have some movement, uh, a little bit of movement here. I'm not talking about in my pants, Nick, so calm down. Uh, I'm talking about the title to Borat 2. Mm. Uh, and it's been released. Okay. Or has it? Or Oh. Okay, what is it? So, it was apparently, uh, this, this name was leaked out on the internet over the weekend. It's Borat. Gift of pornographic monkey to vice premier Mikhail Pence to make benefit recently diminished nation of Kazakhstan. Okay. So that's that's definitely a mouthful, and I may have stumbled over some of the words there, but it's supposed to read kind of weird and awkward, so uh, yeah. bear with me there. Uh, but it was apparently removed from the website uh, You know that, that it was posted on Sunday. I think a WGA might be some Hollywood site where they list like upcoming movies and stuff. But that was removed, uh, and others have rumored uh, the name to be Borat to Great Success. Ah, see, I like that a lot more. That's, that's nice, neat, and tidy. Maybe the other one will be the European title. Yeah, yeah. The other one, that seems like a birds of prey and the fantabulous uh, thing. Like That seems like a good idea maybe on paper to go really long like that. But Great Success uh, mm -hmm. is probably a better, more catchier name. Yes, yeah, exactly. We're, we're big on the SEO here at the Change My Mind podcast, but there is no confirmation of the plot, casting, director, or even a distributor, let alone a release date. Um, none of that's been confirmed, though it is expected to be released before the election as the movie, uh, as you may have been able to tell from the title, uh, is believed to be politically bent, much like the first one. Okay. So, All you right. know, it, it would be a release before the election at a, at a time where the politics would be uh at its highest are you excited for this uh, i'll see it you know i i have a feeling this could be teetering along the lines of uh super troopers 2 where or like dumb and dumber 2 you know where so much time has passed between the, it's like such a great comedy that it's almost past it, it's part where it can make an impact mm -hmm. so okay. you know like i 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm, 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 I'm all right. I mean, I'll watch it. Like, I'm all right with it. But is this something that we're going to want to review, you think, like, just off the uh, – Well, depending on when it's re- – if it's released in November, you know, uh, late October, yeah, um, there's not really a whole lot else. And, and uh, you know, I think – I mean, in general, like, if if we weren't in the middle of the pandemic and everything, and everything was kind of back to normal and all these movies were out, do you think we would normally review it? No, I wouldn't be – I wouldn't jump at it. But we are actually, you know what? I'm going to add something to your your intro. We are also the bravest podcast in the hashtag Dorkshire Goon. We are, yeah. And that doesn't get said enough. Right. We are the only ones that will go to the theater. Now, I will say, Mac and Goo, as much as they may not always listen to our show, they do at least give us credit in that regard. But everybody else, they just, right. they, they just ignore it. So I don't appreciate that from, from Rich Keith or, or Rossi. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and the rest of them, to be honest yeah. here. Uh, how, about, how about a nice mazel tov to uh, Will Smith? Mm. Celebrated his 52nd birthday uh, this past week. Mm. Uh, to honor Will Smith, Nick. Yes. What are, your, what are your top three Will Smith characters? Uh, do, I, do you, in you order? Nail me with a story. In order, or just um, ah, you know, dealer's choice. There's okay. no rules here, right? Hitchcock. Uh, I would say Hitchcock. Jay, and then oh my Jay, god, Jay, who, who, uh, sorry, Jay, Jay from um, Men in Black. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I like Deadshot yeah. a lot too, but I'm not going to put him in there necessarily because I think that's like I think Will Smith did better with these other roles as much as I like Deadshot. And obviously, that's a bad movie. But Dr. Robert Neville from I Am Le- Legend. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. How about that, you? Yeah. So I think I think Mike Lowry. Uh, Mike Lowry. I'm Mike Lowry. <laughs> Mike Lowry from Bad Boys uh, would, would be number one because he's rich. He's driving a Porsche. He's got mm. hot chicks. He's a cop. He's wearing like. Like uh, satin suits and silk suits and shit. Like, yeah, that's that guy's got style. Mm. Uh, so, and the number two would be Captain Stephen Hiller from Independence Day because he's an American patriot, uh, and he punches an alien in the face. Nice. Like, that's like, <sighs> yeah, that's just pretty. Good. That's alpha if I've ever seen it. And lastly, uh, Alex Hitch Hitchens from the <laughs> cult romantic comedy classic Hitch. Uh, he's he's dating Eva Mendes. He's a True. love guru. You know, he's living in New York City. He's making a lot of money. He's he's self employed. You mm. know, uh, so I, I think that's uh, that's a pretty good gig for Alex Hitch Hitchens. Yeah, of course, good. you know, Will Whale from The Fresh Prince. Uh, you know, that's that's a pretty classic role there right. too. But I thought that was obvious, so I just wanted to throw yeah. in the Hitch. Uh, you know, Hitch some love. Yeah. No, I thought it was good. And I just wanted to make everything clear too that. My impression that I just did the Mike Lowry one was not of Mike Lowry. It was actually of our former guy in the chair and the, the guy who runs the show over at midnight.fm. We're also carried Tim Weisberg. That's my impression of him doing an impression of Mike Lowry, which if you go back into the, the archives over at Geeks Worldwide and everything, you'll find all that because he used to do that a little bit when he was on our show, I think. I, I like that. It's good. It's, it's nice to give Tim some love. We got to bring him back October for for some spooky. Oh stories. yes, yeah. See, while well, everybody's got scary movies that they're going to talk about, which I am excited for. Don't get me wrong. We're going to get an actual ghost hunter. Or par- I'm sorry, a paranormal investigator. Real life shit. Yes, we're real playing for keeps ghosts. on the Change My Mind podcast here. Play for keeps, son. You can't see me. Yes. No. John Cena too. We're going to have John Cena on. I'm a little a little confused by your tactics. <laughs> but I'm gonna keep acting tough so I figure out what's going on. <laughs> Abracadabra, Holmes. <clears throat> nice, nice. All right. So what let's else get to the comic book minute here. Let's let's oh. move forward. Well, uh, just a quick mention too. <clears throat> we have all our stuff on T Public, and Wes has been working on getting us some new stuff, guys. Couple new shirts, I think, are mm-hmm. on the way. Well, shirts, sweatshirts, all that stuff. We will let you know as soon as that happens. And make sure if you're following us, uh, uh, Mac and Goo. 
PCPL, they don't have the gear yet, or hashtag dork, or you're on the hashtag dork shared universe Facebook page. We let you guys know when T Public is having sales. They usually have a few a month. So make sure you know you're looking for those and, and save yourself a few bucks while get some awesome stuff. As for the comic book minute. Well, if I could jump in, you know, I just had a little idea. <clears throat> I think of myself as an ideas man. I think I thrive off enthusiasm usually. Yes. I was just spitballing an idea for PCP real quick uh, for something they could do with a shirt. Everyone likes to, uh, you know, dump on Rossi for his hot takes. You know, of course, there's a whole segment now devoted to it on the uh, dork, hashtag dork podcast. Mm. You know that meme where it's like the the dog who's in like a burning building and it's like everything is fine? <laughs> Like you have that picture, but you use like Rossi's little emoticon that Billy makes. Yes, this and is it fine. just says Rossi's hot takes. Oh, okay. And he's just living in a burning building. Yes, yes, I like that. They, they yeah, yeah, that's just now it, it's a working idea, you know. It's yes, it's, it's something that Billy could work with, and Billy's the guy who makes most of the shirts for the the Gooniverse, and he hasn't right. done anything for PCP yet. It's a little, it's a little mind bottling. Yeah, he's got to he's got to do the uh, the old Hollywood director, uh, mm -hmm. you know, mantra: one for me, one for you, one for me, one for you. Right. And at some point, we're gonna have to make some TLDR shirts because Lord knows Doc is dying for me to get those up there. That's uh, right. Anyways, so DC this week, we have Red Hood 49, John Constantine Hellblazer 10, and Death Metal Multiverse's End issue. It's a one-off, so issue one. Mm -hmm. I am reviewing all of those this week. I read those first two titles, Red Hood, fine. Constantine Hellblazer, friggin' outstanding. One of the Just every week, it's an awesome issue. Batman 3 Jokers issue two comes out this week. Doc and I will be talking about that a little bit on TLDR, I'm sure. Wonder Woman 84 has an issue coming out. I didn't look into this a whole heck of a lot, but I imagine it's tied to the movie. The Bat, I'm sorry, Batman, the Joker Warzone issue oh. one. And then we have Batman, Superman, annual one. So they, I think I left out like maybe only two DC titles. They got a huge week because there have been some slow ones. Marvel, the Immortal Hulk, colon, the Threshing Place, whatever the hell that means, Whoa. issue one. Shang-Chi, Shang issue one. Marvel Zombies, Resurrection 2, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Issue 3. Don't worry, Wes, I'm almost done. Now, if I uh, jump in, I might have asked you this before, so I apologize. Is that based off the show at all? You know how they do that? They release comic books to kind of hype up like the property that's that's getting released, whether it's Yeah, like, I think it's leading up, leading up to uh, the show. Some stuff that happens in between happens beforehand. Different, And the same thing with Shang-Chi, I believe, too, because I know okay. they always release that release stuff for movies. I don't think it's the official prelude to the shang chi movie that i think comes much later but um but yeah th those th definitely you're right you're right along those lines and then image has spawn 310 coming out uh department of truth issue one which i think doc is reading last week doc talked about sea of stars issue seven is out this week and then this is a big one for goo even though he can't read idw tmt best of Raphael issue one yes not to be confused with goo's son but yes, I was gonna say he's already got best of issue. That good for him. A couple right. months in, man, it's, it's hustling. And you're speaking of all the indie books, Doc and I are both going to be talking about some indie books this week. The one I'm talking about is actually a book Wes has expressed interest in learning more about when I brought it up. I'll tell you after the show which one it is. Don't worry. But it's yeah, one right. that Wes is actually interested in. So, and it's I know it's been option for either a movie or a show already. So you guys may want to learn more about that now while you can. But we'll be doing that on Thursday at eight. Well, my attention is definitely peaked, uh, mm. so that's good. I'm glad you killed it once again. That was good. You, you take a couple breaths here because we're, go we're going to our main topic. <laughs> All right. So then, of course, that's the 2020 movie uh, recently released on Netflix, but about a week or two ago, I would say. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's uh, the devil all the time. Mm-hmm. Which we got for a synopsis. Which is about sinister characters. Uh, sinister characters converge around a young man devoted to protecting those he loves in a post-war backwoods town teeming with corruption and brutality. Wes, who is in this and who directed it? Well, it's written and directed by Antonio Campos. I'm glad you asked. And starring Tom Holland as Arvin, Bill Skarsgård as Willard. Uh, Billard, actually. That's kind of interesting. I like, I like when their names kind of line up with their real names. That's cool. Uh, Robert Pattinson as the aforementioned Reverend Preston Teagarden. Sebastian Stan as Deputy Lee Bodecker. Jason Clark, just playing Carl. Carl. Uh, Carl never rolled off my. Uh, came out of my mouth well. Like I always feel like it's like a tough. Like feel like I'm like chewing on marbles when I say Carl. Mm, that could be know. why nobody liked him in The Walking Dead. I think I don't think you're alone in that. But I was a big fan of him in The Simpsons, though. So you know, ipso uh-huh. facto. Uh, uh-huh. Haley Bennett played Charlotte. Uh, Eliza Scanlon played Lenora, and Kristen Griffin played Emma. Emma. Which one is Emma? I believe Kristen Griffin was the mother who had the pot, uh, the chicken oh, liver yeah, yeah. shacked upon by oh Dr. Reverend God. Preston a, uh, Teagarden. What a freaking dick that guy Yeah, was. grade A D-bag. And before we go any further, just so everybody remembers where uh, the other shows in the hashtag Dork Shared Gooniverse typically do spoiler-free and then spoiler-filled. If we're talking no, – yeah, with Tenet we did spoiler-free and with New Mutants we did spoiler-free. But this is a Netflix movie. This is one everybody can see right now. Right. We're into spoilers right out the gate after I give you the scores. So let's see. We had IMDb, which is one we care about most, 7.1 out of 10. A 65 mm-hmm. to 82 – I'm sorry, 65 and 82% split on Rotten Tomatoes where the critics' consensus of the devil all the time's descent into darkness can be harrowing to the point of punishment but it's offset by strong work from its from a stellar cast. Nice. That's very nice. Yeah, and I think this is great. And uh, it's an interesting title, too, because it really lives up to it. You know, like, mm-hmm. the devil all the time is a, is a tough billing. You know, and you think, uh, if this movie was named, like, devil half the time, would I be interested? Probably not. No. Nah. <laughs> Imagine pitching that. You're like, uh, this is devil, but half the time. Yeah, and it's just a movie that's cut in half. Like you don't even you just it just cuts right off in the middle. Like you don't so even get your, an ending. So you're the one that's pitching it to me. Well, then I would say get the fuck out of my office. What kind of idea is that? The devil half the time. Who wants to I see would, that? Well, it, it would be uh, like it would it would drop. You know, you drop cut the movie in half. So you would it would only be like an hour and ten minutes, say uh, hour and five minutes. And then if it is received well, you save a little bit of money. And then you drop the second half. Uh, you know, it's a little, little bit of a teaser. So this is a feature-length film, or is this now a one-hour special? I'm confused. Well, you know, we could do it a couple different ways. I think you could uh, deploy a similar tactic that a lot of the drug dealers do on the markets, where you give someone a little bit of tastes uh, and hook in uh, hopes of getting your hooks into them, and they would come back. Uh, and that's what you would call a repeat customer. Okay, but then are you the kind of drug dealer who's going to start mixing in some bullshit and then people are going to get sick? and Or in this case, they're going to not like what they see and think it's a bunch of bullshit and fluff? I don't know. It depends on how much money I'm getting. You know, How many corners do I have to cut? You got a long way to go before you start talking money, son. I'll tell you that right now. Well, okay. All right, then. It's probably going to be stepped on. (laughs) All right. Well, and that's and that's our uh, wire reiteration there, reenactment. Uh, mm. that, and that's it. But how about how about a tweet length review and score from you, Nick? 
a tweet length review. That's 280 I, characters or less. Okay, I keep forgetting that this is actually a thing that we want to keep doing all the time. So I did not <laughs> get a 280 character. I wrote it. I wrote it at the top. Did you, oh, it says tweet length. Jesus, I'm an idiot. Okay, well, I'm giving this an 85 out of 100. And I thought this was this movie was dark. I thought it was depressing. And uh, it was a little, at times, much for me. But once things get rolling, it's nonstop. How's that? Is that 280 characters? I, I think that works. I think it fits. Yeah. Okay. All right. Not the best tweeter in the world, but there you go. What do you got for me? Yeah, maybe you could just pack it into a, like a tiny URL and just like add it in, add the link in there, you know? Just kind <laughs> yeah. of compact let's your... Go to the, the Dorkshire Gooners Facebook page and I'll give you my real thoughts on it. Yeah, there we go. Really expound. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're not too far on this. I feel like we're, uh, you know usually in lockstep right around the same neighborhood with some scores here. So I'm 81 out of a hundred tweet length, uh, review two and a half hours. Well spent held my attention. Great performances. We'll never watch this again. Mm. Uh, put on something lighthearted afterwards. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you have, I think you should, you know, cause that, that just, it just, it's a heavy movie that's dealing with a lot of bad people. And it's just like a dark cloud just kind of hanging over, the entire movie, and and you don't want to be under hanging under that that you know dark cloud. You, gotta, you put on the office. You put on the gay witch on. You got <laughs> you got a lot of scumbags in this movie. I did. I yeah. never thought you could see so many. And I'm always interested in learning more about the South. But there's a different part of America. Like everywhere is so different. Like you've been you've been across the country and everything. And California is yeah, very here there. California is very different from here, but then you go down to like Lubbock, Texas, where I've been, like that's so different. I haven't been to Louisiana, but my family's been there quite a bit for my brother's trap, like uh, college travels and stuff. It's, it's weird down there. And then there's Florida, depending on where you go, you get like some amazing places where you live right on the golf course. And then the rest of it looks like the armpit of America. And then we're dealing with West Virginia, like we are in this. And I've been in through Ohio more than once. And guess what? When I go to Ohio, we've, we've played there, you know, Ohio state and stuff, but otherwise I'm driving straight through there because Ohio sucks. Not, not a fan of the Rust Belt, huh? Nope. Can't, not, a, not a fan yeah. of Ohio whatsoever. But there are other places that are cool. I mean, like Tennessee, right? I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that. But, you hey. know, they say uh, Ohio is the only state that is round on the edges, but high in the middle. <laughs> okay. Ha, 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 ha. That was so freaking funny. Well that's done. A, that's a joke. I got it. I, yeah, I, I get it. jokes oh, 101 hi. from hey. Wesley Sykes. Yes, well done, sir. Stick to the, to the Jesus nonsense. Actually, speaking of that, as a man of God, were you offended by this movie? No, I think it's uh, you know fairly spot on, actually. I think there's a lot of scumbags who uh, use the faith to uh, masquerade their darkness. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I, I, we uh, are a Massachusetts-based podcast. I think we need to look no further than the Archdiocese of Boston <laughs> uh, and what was going on there for years. You know, spotlight. Right. They knew! <laughs> they knew! <laughs> um yeah they're just playing you know they played hockey it could have been one of us <laughs> it could have been one of us yeah. which is a callback of course to was it our last episode that we had uh, our last episode with mr connor ryan on the best and worst uh boston accent so yeah so that doesn't really uh surprise me but i really like the heaviness of this movie this movie reminded me um a lot of uh like a mo another movie that's i believe is still on netflix maybe it just got cycled out but um the place beyond the pines uh, and that's Eva Mendez, uh, Bradley Cooper, and Ron, um, Ryan Gosling. And again, it's just kind of like backwards. And I, I even think um, who's the guy who kind of looks like um, Dave Dombrowski? Oh, he's in Ready Player One. Um, oh, give me a second. He's in Rogue One. Ben. Um, 
Oh, oh I know what you're talking about. He's in yeah. that movie. Mendelsohn, you know, ben Mendelsohn. Yes, yeah, yeah. He he would be a great pick for Dave Dombrowski in the Red Sox biopic. Uh, That's a good I'm just put, putting that out there now. Mm -hmm. uh, but but anyway, uh, it's a very dark movie that kind of deals with like backwards type of culture, uh, kind of like redneck culture, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's uh, really interesting here. But um, what did you like about this uh, movie, Nick? It seems like we liked a lot. I liked a lot about this movie, but I'm, I'm with us. I, I, I won't say that I won't watch it again. I don't know that I'll watch this again. I can't like, I, I'll, if someone, if I'm hanging out with somebody, it's like, Hey, have you seen this yet? Yeah, but I haven't. What? Well, yeah, I'll watch it with them. But other than that, uh, I'm not, I'm, I don't know if I'll sit down and watch it by myself again, but I, the thing that I like the most, like you said, talking about the religion and everything. I do think there are a lot of people out there who use religion for, their own messed up reasons to justify their own messed up actions. And they think somehow it makes certain things. Okay. And we see that with pretty much every single person uh, that's deranged, I guess, in this movie. And I think as much as, and I think as much as there are some like Pattinson's good, uh, I'm sorry, a good character. And I think uh, who, what's the guy's name that you're talking see, I about? Kinda, I kind of hated his character and, and oh. not just because like, He's a scumbag's character. Like I just wasn't well, a big fan. Of it. We'll get into that. But okay, yeah. but he but he's he's definitely a scumbag. As much okay, so you don't like him, but Carl is obviously a bad character. But there's religion with him and all that crap. I thought that Harry Melling's uh, performance, but Roy Lafferty, he's the the first preacher that we see, and we saw him yeah. in the old guard as well. If you remember, he's the main villain in that movie. Do you remember Rana? No, the old guard. You remember with um, Charlize Theron. Oh yeah, Kenneth Branagh was Tenet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't remember that movie. Again, this is another Netflix movie that I enjoyed. That like you I just remember? Can't remember? Like, remember when you asked me what, what, like how what like what's the worst way for me to die? Like what, like the the last like I remember the whole Alzheimer's thing. I yeah I, yeah yeah. That was the episode, and that was about the characters that. No, never I remember died. the movie. I don't remember the characters. What I'm saying. Oh, uh, but okay. But either way, he did a good. I thought he did a good job in that movie. I thought he did an even better job in this one. And we see where. Again, we're we're spoilers right at the gates where he kills his wife because he thinks God told him to he's he has the power of resurrection. What the fuck is wrong with you? There's only there's supposed to be only one individual that's like can do that, and it's not you, buddy. It's supposed to be it's Jesus or whatever. If not, it's God alone. That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The the really bad preacher uh who marries uh Lenora. Yes, who stabs her in the neck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, That's what I'm yes, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, I thought you were thinking. I thought you were talking about the priest uh, of the pastor that uh, Pattinson ended up replacing. Oh, the very first. No, the guy who was like the guest preacher. Yeah, the, right, right, right. Who has like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So now you okay? Now all right. Now we're on the same page. Yes, but that guy was a scumbag and that. He was. He might have been the well. The, again, I keep forgetting that character's name. The 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 driver, uh, Carl. Carl was bad too. Carl mm -hmm. was worse. But both of them were, were a holes. I mean, it's all it's all bad people. I think the the first thing that I loved about this movie is the intersections of everyone's lives and how and how they all came together. And uh, it's the idea of living in this small town, uh, backwoods West Virginia community. Uh, that even if you're you know, 20 miles down the highway or something. World word travels pretty fast, even in the 1950s, 1960s setting of this movie. Um, and you have all these people that are intersecting, like you have uh, Bill Skarsgård, who is, uh, you know, Tom Holland's father in this movie, intersecting with Carl after he's coming back from Vietnam or, or the, uh, you know, South Pacific in the war. And he ends up meeting his wife and Carl ends up meeting Charlotte in the, in the bar and how they just kind of cross paths. And then mm. the same thing ends up happening with 
uh, Charlotte, who ends up being, uh, you know, Lee Bodecker, Sebastian Stan's sister, and he's the, uh, you know, sheriff in the town, you know, neighboring town that discovered, um, you know, Tom Holland after Bill Skarsgård killed himself. And it's just this intersecting weave of everything. Again, reminds me a lot of uh, The Place Beyond the Pines, because I think, um, if, if I remember correctly, they kind of have this intersecting thing over an extended period of time that all kind of ties up together. Mm-hmm. And then again, like I'm just kind of a sucker for those type of things. Like you talk about crash or, you know, crazy, stupid love. He's just not that into you. Those type of movies that kind of mm-hmm. have that serendipitous kind of uh, in and out of people's lives and connections. Like I, I really enjoy that. I think that some people might find that gimmicky, but, but I really love that. I thought that was a strong point of the movie. I thought they did an outstanding job. I think it was a strength as well. And speaking of being suckers for certain things, when you talk about religion in in like in any any film, and you really try yeah. to lean into like some of the twisted parts of it, to me, I always find that interesting. Obviously, it's it's heavy, but you're going to get my attention with that all, almost all the time. Especially in the way they did it here, I, I really liked it. Um, but obviously, you know, obviously, Pattinson's character is a scumbag. Um, mm-hmm. and of course, I didn't touch on him yet, but when it comes to the, the storytelling of all this, there were times at the beginning, I was like, okay, why did, why do we need to go this far back? I didn't expect it to be this much, but as you go along, they, what they do so well is they keep you interested with certain characters. You have the star power also that keeps you interested along the way. And then when they tie it all together, you know, each, as you inch along, I thought it was, a, I thought they did a really good job of that. And they, the payoffs, I guess. Are, are very well done. And it's just, it's like when I, once I realized that Tom Holland was going to run into Carl and um, Bo Decker's sister, mm-hmm. once I realized that it was probably max five minutes before that, like it was right after he killed, he killed Robert Pattinson's character was on the road and then realized he's going home. Then it's like, Oh, he's probably going to, car's probably going to break down. He's going to run into them and then they're going to have it out. But it was it, that all happened so quickly at that point. I don't mind that. So, you know, it wasn't there wasn't any nothing was soft tusk to us. I felt like throughout the majority of it. Yeah, and I think for as much of a slow burn this movie was, um, you know, I think a, a big thing that that's a, a good uh, a must have for any type of this this style of movie is a, a good score. And and this movie does a good job of kind of keeping you tense at these moments that are otherwise boring, but you kind of feel like a really tense just because of the uh, uh, background noise or the, the underlining, um, you know, score of the movie. Um, so I thought that was a really good job because otherwise, you know, they're really boring people for the most part, just living in yeah. backward, you know, and obviously they're doing some like heinous stuff. Like obviously, uh, you know, Reverend Robert Pattinson over there is sleeping with all the young girls um, and then, yeah. and then just kind of like forgetting about them. Uh, the other uh, preacher guy that you were, you were mentioning there that I'm blanking on his name. He, he, plays a really good creep too, um, you know, killing his wife, like you mentioned. Um, and, and then also killing Lenore too, right? Is that. So his wife, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I screwed that up there. He killed his wife. I forget what his wife's yeah. name is. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. That's, um, that's the actor is Harry Melling and it's play, he plays Roy Lafferty. Yeah. And stabs her right in the neck with the, uh, w- with the uh, screwdriver and everything. Yeah. That, that was a great scene. And, and a lot of that stuff too, it's like kind of like jump scares. Like, when you talk about uh, Bill Skarsgård and like the South Pacific, uh, when they come across the human uh, crucifixion there of one of the soldiers, oh and my he, like, god, starts breathing again like uh, that the guy in Seven, you know, uh, that that same type of scene. Like I thought that was a great jump scare. And the same thing when he goes to stab the neck, like 
you know, you're, you're waiting for him to do something. You know he's going to do something, but you're kind of waiting to see what, like, how he's going to go about killing her. Yeah. And it just kind of comes up, and it almost looks like 3D. It kind of comes up and pops you, like, right in the middle of the screen there. Right. Um, and the, and the, it was great. I love that stuff. The other thing that's – we talk about, you know, suspense and all this too. We don't know with any of these characters – who's necessarily going to survive because we're not dealing with superhero characters. We're not dealing with like action characters where you think, Oh, they're going to, yeah, they, they could have another movie down the line. Like this, this movie is done. Like we're not, this franchise is done. It's not a franchise. We're not seeing any more of this ever again. This is it for this character, this Tom Holland character. So I don't know every step of the way. Like, yeah, you expect he's probably going to take care of Pattinson's character. Right? He's never, that guy's never won a fight in his life. But when he runs into uh, Bo Decker's sister, which again, I'm blanking on her name, but her, her and um, Charlotte. So, so he runs into Charlotte and Carl. When Charlotte goes to shoot him, I thought he was going to kill Carl. But when Charlotte shot him, I was like, oh shit, he might have died right there. You know, I, yeah. I have not the time and length of the movie at that point. But what's to say that she's not the one that survives? And then, you know, we see a little bit of her. As much as he's the main character in all this, there's just room for doubt through every step of the way. And that's important. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought I thought Tom Holland did a great job. I thought he played this very well. You know, I I only really know him from uh, you know the Spider Man movies. Maybe he's been in some other things that I haven't seen, but I, I thought he was muted, stoic. You know, but still kind of got across these like intense uh, emotions that are kind of lying underneath that that still demeanor that he had throughout of it. So and I thought you could really feel that intensity. You know, without him necessarily saying anything, like he had yeah. all this you know pent up aggression of you know seeing his mother pass away and his dog uh, get killed and crucified, which I hated. Uh, and, and then obviously seeing his dad kill himself. Yeah. Uh, you know, like that, he's, he's seen a lot of stuff. And and just like his dad said, like there's a lot of, what was it, like messed up people in the world or a lot yeah. of like shit bags in the world or something mm-hmm. like that. A lot of bad people, yeah. He did, yeah, something along those lines. His, his character was outstanding. And the fight scene with him when he went and beat up his stepsister's bullies. Yeah. You know, much, much like his dad, when his dad lost it on those like, hunters or whatever those guys were from the town that were chirping him about his, his wife, he goes and kicks their ass. That was awesome. But when Tom Holland went all out, I, I, I just – you don't expect it from him, you know. He's Peter Parker. As much as he fights guys, like there's, there's a lot of rage pent up when he when he was hitting these guys. The first guy, I think, he was hitting with a crowbar or something. Yeah. So he went all out, and I it was just raw. And who had? I'm, I mean, you know, I don't have a sister or anything like that. But who? I'm sure we've all had moments where somebody close to us is getting picked on or dealing with some shit, and we'd love to punch the you know the, the bully's face in for on their behalf. Tom Holland goes and does it right there, and it, yeah. it just felt very real. It, it felt great, yeah. And I, um, I also really loved the the, the Carl Charlotte storyline. I wish they tapped into that a little bit more than the Robert Pattinson thing, uh, because it seemed like Pattinson was billed as like this bigger character, um, like almost like you know the main protagonist, and it was really kind of sharing that per, like protagonist uh, title with the Carl Charlotte storyline, where he's yeah. this kind of like pervert photographer who gets off on murdering people with his wife or his girlfriend, Charlotte, um, sleeping with him before, after, during. It looked like he shot off someone's dick before, you know, like in, in like these quick cuts. Yeah. And like, I like the way they really kind of like, that was like, that was kind of like a flash, but they all, they really alluded to like how much murdering he had done, just picking up these hitchhikers along the road, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the um, negatives of, of the cameras and looking into that and stuff. I thought that was like, really tastefully done in, in a way tastefully done and it felt like it gave it sort of a 
documentary vibe too. Yeah. We're, with all those things, they only have so much that they can work with because obviously with something like this, it happened so long ago, but they still want to give us an idea. Yeah. That character was probably the most messed up one. And I know Pattinson was something that you didn't like so much, but I think with Pattinson being intended with Pattinson being Batman now, it, you, you're naturally drawn to him more because we're all waiting to see, like we're analyzing every single thing he does leading up to Batman. Cause like, you know, can he take on this role? I know we're all, I think we all feel better about it, but there's still some doubt I think in everybody's mind. So when you see him, you're drawn to him more so. I don't like, he was a cog in the machine. He was, he was an important piece. I think in order to get Tom Holland to Carl, because why is Tom Holland going to leave? Yeah. And doesn't do the shit that he does to Tom Holland's stepsister and all this, you know? Yeah. I just think it was, it was more of like a marketing thing. Like I just may, or maybe that was just a perception thing. Like I thought maybe. he was going to be more, uh, play of a bigger role. And he, like, I wasn't really that, uh, blown mm-hmm. away by the things that he did. Like, obviously the guy's a jerk. Like, you, you know, you immediately write him off when he's, uh, you know, getting introduced to the church for the first time, and everyone's bringing all this great food and oh. everything. And the the mother, um, who's Emma, I think her name was there, uh, yeah, who uh, makes the chicken livers and goes out through all this stuff, but she doesn't have all this money. She's supposedly like the best cook in town, and he like just shits on it, you know, and just like right in front of her humiliates her. And then I'm like, all right, you're done. You're you're dead to me. Yep. Um. So so yeah, I was I wasn't a big fan of that, but I just want to get back to one thing. Um about what I liked about this movie. And this oh. is Sebastian Stan. Uh, and him, in his opening scene, the first time you see him on camera, this guy's getting a hand job in a cop car from a lady. And, just, and, and it's so perfect, because I only know Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier, the armless warrior, mm-hmm. getting an HJ. Like, that's like, so perfect. It's it, that's that's the original Bucky Barnes. That's what he used to be. Right? Like. Yeah, he's getting a buck. Is, maybe that's what we should call it now. Like, <laughs> yeah, not an old fashioned. I'm just getting I got a Bucky Barnes last night. I felt great. <laughs> yes. Who doesn't love a good old Bucky Barnes in the front? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. So nice, nice uh, vibranium hand on you there. That grip, grip of steel. Again, further proof that this is part of the MCU, that this is a WandaVision, because now this is Bucky being back in his heyday, being back to being the man pre-Winter Soldier, pre-death. Yeah, this is part of MCU. But yeah, I, he was that was that was funny. Like, I, it took me a second to like, wait a minute, is that Bucky? Because it was dark in that in that yeah. scene. Yeah. That's not Bucky, is it? No friggin' way. That's Sebastian Stan right now? Hmm. And I love that they make him look tall because I think he's really a short guy. You know, it's, I think he's got the Tom Cruise thing uh, where they have to like shoot him from angles. I could be off base, but I, I remember hearing that he's like a short guy. Probably six feet tall. I mean, he's looking. Okay, oh, okay. He's listed as six feet on the internet, which probably means he's 5'10, which Tom Cruise is shorter than that, right? Yeah, I think, you know, Tom he's Cruise is a little fella. I think I'm going to pick him up and put him in my pocket. Yes. Take him yeah. to go. <laughs> uh, what, what didn't you like about this movie? Uh, well, first of all, it's, it's the narration. This is the biggest thing for me. The narration was important at the beginning. It gave that eerie vibe. You know, it played on the whole Southern feel to it. It's very important in setting the tone early on. And there were moments, I guess, that I was okay with it. But by and large, it's like, all right, shut up. Like, this isn't this isn't a book on tape. I don't need this shit right now. It, I, it was a book, though. I know it was a book, but I don't need a narrator. That's what the, the visuals, the, the, this, it, it's a movie, it's a motion picture. 
that it's going to like what's going on is going to tell me everything I need to know. Oh, you know, there are certain oh. details. Sure. Oh, you, you didn't realize it was motion picture. No, this is down real quick. Hold uh, on. Yeah, is, <laughs> how, how many movies do you watch West that have a friggin' narrator in it? Uh, Ted. Ted. When did yeah. Ted? Where? Did, I don't, did, oh, did oh, Ted have a narrator? Patrick Stewart at the beginning and at the end. That's it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying at the beginning and the end. This is he's mixed in throughout the entire uh, movie. One of the greatest sitcoms of all time, How I Met Your Mother. Mm. Bob right. Saget. No one has any issues with Bob Saget being the narrator <laughs> in that. None. Right. Yeah, that worked out fine. Right. Yes, yeah, so I think you were going to say according to Jim. Uh, the Wonder Years. That that. That's ooh. good. Ooh, ooh. Some good old American fun. Anyways, American the narrator. Fun. I could have done less without that. And then we're when we're talking about the score. Which these are really my only two things. When we're t- I would have liked more Pattinson, yes, because the character seemed like he had a lot of messed up shit there. But I still think we got the gist of what he was because he's just a scumbag. You don't need to know more about him. There's, you know, whatever. But th- this is just – it's a heavy movie. There's a lot there, and um, there's really no – as much as it's a slow burn, there's never a moment of, of levity. Even when, you know, like the girl has a, has a child, and then she's like, oh, I'm not going to commit suicide. It's like, okay, nice. Then, boom, bucket kicks out from under her. Dead. See ya. Like there's just it's just nonstop sadness throughout this entire movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, I actually want to give a tip of the cap to uh, the young Arvin. Uh, I thought I thought the child actor there uh, just did a really good job. Yes, great. Yeah, right um, yeah d- you know there's there's death and despair at every turn. Um, I really loved the the setting of this movie. I know you touched on that a little bit. I thought this was kind of like the perfect time and setting uh, and location for like an eerie, uh, you know religious adjacent type movie. Um, but so I, I wasn't a big fan of Pattinson's character. I feel like he was kind of rushed in a lot of the characters. They spent time developing their backstory. So you kind of got to know him, especially with Tom Holland and his father and everything. And then all of a sudden they, you know, they get this young guy in, uh, you know, from the church. He's just kind of rushed in there. So I would have liked to know a little bit more about him, his backstory, what, what's kind of going on with him. Why, is he such a philandering type of guy, you know? Mm. Uh, but, but you know, maybe we don't need that. And I think if I like what you said as, as the character being used as a vehicle to get, um, you know, Tom Holland to, to Carl uh, mm-hmm. and, that, and that kind of connection, but it seems awfully flashy of a role to like, you know, maybe you didn't need something that big or for someone for Pattinson to do. Maybe that could have been a, a more subtle way. I don't know. Obviously this was a book. So, you know, maybe, um, you know, Pattinson's character is more fleshed out in a, in, in the literary version. Um, they only have so much time to do it on, on the screen, but I don't think that he's even the best, um, uh, you know, off the hinge rural preacher. You know, I think that goes to Paul Dano, uh, in, in there will be blood. I thought he was great. And you talk about these movies like that, that really what, what drew me to this is that like cultish religion, you know, off the beaten path, not mainstream religion type um, mm-hmm. uh, movies that you see with like True Detective and that sort of thing. Or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think True Detective kind of reminds it. Uh, yeah, because yeah, you get the Middle America movies. vibe and everything. Yeah, so. yeah. And it's kind of like eerie and it's religious, but it's also kind of like, you know, it's like spiritual or like, not magic, but, you know, like dark mm-hmm. thing. I don't know. Yeah, no, maybe, I, maybe I'm just kind of losing it here. No, I get what you're saying, but real quick, going back to we're talking about uh, fleshing out Pattinson's character a little bit more. Obviously, like we said, this is a this is a, a book or a movie that I'm assuming this isn't part of a series of books, but I, it seems like a one off. That's it. That's all we're getting. I'm cool with that. But would you have liked to see this come out as like a six episode series or maybe three episodes? 
Um, yeah, I, I think that could have worked. I mean, I think with the suspense aspect, I think those work really nice and probably presents itself to like really drop, you know, drop the audience on some cliffhangers and leave them coming back. Um, I think that would be, you know, not a bad way to serve this movie, but I thought it was fine as a movie. Like I said, it was, you know, a little under two and a half hours, I think two hours, 15 minutes or so was the runtime. Mm. And it was long, you know, halfway through or so. I'm, I'm checking out my phone and stuff, but mm. it held my attention. Like I said, just because of the score and, and the, the tension that felt uh, like it was throughout the movie that really carried through those slower parts. Okay. I never, I didn't feel like I was looking at my phone because to me it was just, it seemed like there was so, it was so dense. It felt like at times yeah. I, I can't look away. Like when, when, um, Oh my god! I keep blanking on the character, the actor's name, uh, and, uh, Harry Melling. When his character of Roy Lafferty stabs his wife, like, yeah. I looked away for it. I had looked away for a second, and then it was like boom, right in the throat. What the what the hell just happened? So I was from there on. I was like, I, I can't, I cannot step away from the, the, the TV at all. I got or look away. Got to watch the entire thing. So I, I like this movie a lot. I think an eighty-five is fair. I mean, again, for me, when you're dealing with like eighty-five to ninety-five range, that you you can be dealing with a movie that's outstanding but not necessarily rewatchable because right. there's just there's so much there it's an experience the first time and then after that yeah you may watch it again if somebody else wants to but you're probably not going to bring it up yourself yeah yeah exactly and i think um yeah this was a good movie i enjoyed it It had its flaws but i i enjoyed the the two and a half hours or so so i'm happy with it uh one last question before we move on uh excuse me to uh wrap things up here but uh, what do you think happened at the end? You know, we see Arvin just kind of getting away scot free, just you know, getting uh, moving on. Well, uh, am I crazy, or do we did we see the guy who picked him up earlier in the movie? Was that uh, was that driver not the same person that his mom helped out with when Arvin was a kid when he was asking for food coming into the restaurant? I mean, no, when, when, before Arvin was born, the homeless guy, the homeless guy, was that not the same guy? Oh, I didn't pick up on that. That's really interesting. If it did, then I might have to go back and, and watch it just for that. I, I had no idea. Yeah, it's, it seemed like he wasn't. Look, he had long hair. He was a bum. But this this guy's a hippie driving down the road, and he's in the same neck of the woods. Yeah, he looked kind of similar. I'll I'll try and you know as we go along, I'll try and um, interesting. I I just I forgot to mention that I should have looked up with the the character the casting and everything because that would probably tell us. But I I tend to think Wes that. He, you know, he entertains the idea of a military, but he'll, it'll be easy for Arvin to. He's look, he's a good-looking kid and everything. He's a good, and he's got a good heart. He'll find a girl and he'll end up settling down and just work. I, I don't think so, man. I don't. I think no matter where you go, you know, you're bringing yourself. He's, he's bringing with him a whole lot of problems that uh, he, he's probably handling the old Irish ways, just stuffing it down with uh, unfiltered cigarettes and whiskey, <laughs> and it's just all this like suppression and stuff that he's just bottling up that he has to keep inside like the poor wife whoever has to deal with him like he's gonna be a real pain in the ass and like you, you could probably get away with it you know it's like 1960s there's no cell phone tracking there's no gps like you know you could really just hop in a car and disappear like that that's kind of crazy to think in in 2020 that you could get away with that you know what is that like six 60 years ago mm-hmm 50 yeah, years ago, something like that. Yeah, I was in the yeah, I was in the sixties. Yeah, it, it, that is another thing. In looking at all this, too, it did seem very strange. Like, it's just wild how, and it's not just it's it's where you are in the country too. Because I do wonder with some of this shit, like, could you still get away with it now, or maybe even ten years ago, could you get away with some of this stuff? Because it's, it's just 
Yeah. There's a lot of messed up places in this world. You're, you're, you're seeing, uh, you want to expand your horizons. You know, the, the eight podcasts aren't enough. You just want to pick up uh, criminal murder in your free time. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm all set. I'm still trying to figure out if that that was the same. That guy was the driver at the end of the movie was the uh, was the hobo that came in all this hippie, Ted Cole. I'm assuming that's him, but uh, yeah, I'm not seeing anything. I think it's him. I, I only see one guy mentioned in this. I don't know. Anyways, that that uh, okay. that's all I have to that's say about definitive enough for me. I'll go with it. Yeah. So there you go. It, it, again, it looked like the guy, and we only saw him very quickly in both instances. So, but that's all I have to say about the devil all the time. Okay. Yeah. Devil half the time. Half the time. Fine. Uh, good. Good prequel. Uh, <laughs> and then like the devil none the time, none of the time. <laughs> that's the boring part that nobody wants to watch all the all the fluff and everything yeah it's just a one hour uh live stream of a mass <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all in latin too you know it's, that's it. <laughs> i can't believe that, that was that happened more recently than this story would have supposedly happened right like they were doing like masses in latins like what, through the yeah, I, I think I think you could still get them somewhere, you know, if you go to like cities and stuff. Yeah, that, that makes sense. But I mean, that was for a time that was it, right? They just did it in Latin. Yeah, I mean, how was anyone supposed to know what's going on? Yeah, it's just we're, we're taking all the preachers' it's word. Dead for language. It. Yeah, you're, we're just gonna take your word for it. It's hey, but like you say, right? You gotta trust a good book. That's it. You gotta trust in a good book. Yes, <laughs> that's why you stopped reading Harry Potter, right? Because yeah. it started out selling. <laughs> and once it got bigger, yeah, I mean, that and witchcraft, you know, I, I, the combination of those books yeah. getting bigger than the Bible, uh, which is something I just told myself I'll never do, uh, <laughs> coupled with the fact that it's about witchcraft and wizardry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just put it in, in good faith. Uh, of course. You know, <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, read, read that book. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, okay, so I, I think that wraps up. Is there anything else you wanted to say about the devil all the time? No, but I was going to say, speaking of witchcraft, is it time for uh, for your special guest? Yeah, so I think uh, we're going to be get, getting caught up with keeping up with the Kardashians. This is segment number two here of season 19. Uh, so I'm, I'm really interested to hear what, uh, you know, I am going to be – uh, discussing with with Courtney Kardashian. So uh, take it away, Wes. I'll be there for you ninety percent of the time. Do I look fat? Just like twenty pounds overweight. My diamond earring came off in the ocean. Why are your out? Blood hungry. I'm not in the mood. That is so embarrassing for your life and your soul. So I got to be real with you guys. You look like clowns. Thanks, Wes. And welcome back to another installment of Getting Caught Up with Keeping Up with the Kardashians with our very special guest who was kind enough to join us for a second straight week. Because I know commitment, she has some commitment issues, especially when it comes to shows. Miss Courtney Kardashian, the Courtney Kardashian of Poosh, no less. Courtney, th thanks for coming back here. How, how are we doing today? Hi, Wesley. How are you? Good, good. You sound, you sound rather chipper. Yeah, well, um, I was just getting my glam done, and I said, give me five minutes. I need to do this podcast. And they were like, what's that? And I was like, don't even worry about it. So They, um, they didn't know what a podcast was? Um, they didn't know. Yeah, they didn't know what a podcast hmm. was, and they didn't actually know this one either. But um, they were like, that's okay. So, you know, I'm going to go back and get my hair done finished up but um i took a break just for this 
Well, yeah, no, and I love it. And I appreciate you uh, taking some time out. You know, how, how'd you think you did on the first time around? You know, you, you came back, you feel good about, about your first time uh, performance? Yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was just like in the show, I talked to the camera. It's like a confessional. It's the same thing. I love it. And let's get down to brass tacks here, shall we? I mean, you know, we're in episode two now, so, you know, we're not in the thick of it yet, but you were, you know, very disappointed with the effort of uh, of your family, I guess, uh, in episode one. Did they rebound in episode two? What happened? Give us the dirt. Yeah, they did rebound a little bit. I'm gonna get the dumbest storylines of the show out of the way first to just really push through those okay i appreciate so, that yeah so chris tries to prank kim into thinking she's an alcoholic she calls her and tells her she's in rehab and it just really missed the mark for me and i didn't think it was that funny so the joke was to make her into an alcoholic or like how would they joke like prank her into thinking that she was an alcoholic so Chloe and Scott took those pictures of Chris. Right. Monster. Then Chris pranked Kim thinking that she was actually really um, had a problem and needed to go into rehab. So Kim was like, should we tell her it's a joke? And it just seemed really just. He's. These wicked games that, that the uh, Hollywood elites play. I know it's just it was stupid and I didn't like it. Um, the next what else you got? The next um storyline is Chris and Corey get a dog together. It's a, I think it's a Labradoodle named Bridget, and Corey is complaining about being a single dog dad, and literally no one cares about. Doesn't Corey. he suck? Isn't he the worst, Corey Gamble? Like the most useless character on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. He literally mooches off my mom's bank account and our clout. And I just think he is the most useless piece of trash on the show. Do you I'm tell not. him this? Um, We've had talks about it before, but. So no. he knows you think he, he's a worthless piece of shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I. Good. Well, at least the conversation's open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say it a little bit nicer, but maybe not. Okay. But so anyway, around this is taking place um, mid-February. So COVID is starting to get bigger and bigger in the news. Right. Starting to come out. But Kanye wants to do his Paris show, his fashion show for Fashion Week. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually Yeezy um, season seven, I believe. So it's he's a good year. Go. Yeah. Year of the dog, I think. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that means. Um, With the Ch Chinese New Year's, yeah. yeah. Eh, never mind. No, no, don't worry about it. So I'm going to keep going. Um, <laughs> so I went to Paris with mm. Kanye and Kim and North and Penelope came with me to support Kanye. And um, Kim and I actually had a fashion moment where we mm -hmm. wore these head-to-toe leather, I mean, latex suits. Oh, body suits. Yeah. And a good like maybe. Um, that's actually Chloe, but close. <laughs> so head to toe latex um from Balmeng, the fashion line. So it was really tough to get Kim in there. I think she was really 
squeezing everything in you know what i mean doesn't the, doesn't the skims the skims help with that i don't even think she wore skims with this it was, oh my god yeah i'll show you a picture later you know since i have you here i, I this is something i've been dying to know do yeah. you think that dressing so provocatively in front of your children could present uh an issue perhaps like an oedipal complex um, I don't think that at all. They know that it's fashion and it's just who we are. Oh. I raise my daughter to be, you know, a good person. And if she wants to wear fun clothes in fashion that makes her feel good, then she can do that. Good. Good for her. Yeah. So wrapping things up, <laughs> Kanye does his Sunday service in a beautiful cathedral in Paris it was actually really nice and so the next nice. day we go to Kanye's fashion show um, the soundtrack for the show was cars honking like in traffic which was a little jarring to me but I like that was Kanye producing like was he composing all the different cars at the time yes he composed it he oh, also every time he appeared on the show at night or in restaurants or at the fashion show at night outside he was wearing sunglasses i just want to note that it was quite mm. um so anyway well, you know he he's day, often has those seven pill nights we we know what that feels like right that's a that's a kanye line okay i don't know his music as well as clearly you do you should you should he's your brother-in-law show some support I'm sick of it. Um, but anyway, the last thing was North got on stage and she started rapping or singing this song that she likes from this girl rapper, this kid rapper. Um, bad, was, bad Barbie? No, no, no. It's like an actual like six-year-old rapper girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it was Young Ma? No, sweetie. No. <laughs> This is a child. She's an actual child. Um, okay. So, she might be a child in the game. Who knows? No, I forget her name. But <laughs> North went on and started doing her song. And the models were walking. And it was kind of really cute. And Kim cried because she was so proud of her daughter. And she shouted out Penelope. And yeah, mm. it was really sweet. Do you wish Penelope was on there to share the moment? Um, is there some like, you know, child rivalry going on? I mean, I always kind of wish that Penelope well, could be included more. Who's about. the better child? I cannot speak on that <laughs> on the show. I will say my kids are raised um, with morals. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Okay, I like that. It's a firm stance from Kourtney Kardashian on homeschooling, perhaps. Uh, it's bold. It's an election year. I, I appreciate you taking the stance on the on the soapbox. Absolutely. And that's pretty much it. That that was it was a better episode. The Paris stuff was cool. Um, but I just wish they would stop doing all the pranks because it's mm -hmm. just dumb and we're getting too old for that. Sure. And and how many 
uh, you know, on the scale of one to 10, you know, maybe, maybe we'll figure out a rating system for you uh, moving forward here. But, you know, wh- how would you rank this episode on a scale of one to 10? Oh, 10 mean, being a, the highest, of course. Yeah. I mean, I would honestly, in terms of the whole show, I'm going to give it, oh, this is tough. I'm going to give it a 6.5, maybe a, just a six. Now, what can you do to make this show better? Well, I actually already stepped down from the show. So I basically just decide when I want to do it, when it's convenient for me, Mm -hmm. which my family loves that. They love that. I can just pick and choose. Sure. Financial freedom. Aren't we all searching for that? Yeah. So (laughs) I just pick when I want to be on it and um, everyone just deals with it. It's kind of a thing we have going. I, I love it. That's great. Um, now, now before we leave here, I have another uh, question regarding uh, relationship advice. While I have you, uh-huh. um, and and you know, uh, my wife, who is just you know the the light of my life, you know, but she is a horrible snorer uh, when we sleep, and and I wasn't sure if you have any advice on how I could bring that up to her <laughs> in a way that wouldn't be offensive. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I actually know her and I know that she doesn't. Wait, wait, you know my wife? I do. I you guys do. know each other. Get out of here. That's crazy. We've just been like childhood friends. Maybe she never told you that. Are you like 45? <laughs> We've known each other for a long time and I can actually confirm that she doesn't snore. She actually says that you snore a lot, which is crazy. Those lies. You can't believe anything that no. comes out of her mouth. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, but that's don't tell I'm her saying. that, though, because I'll get in big trouble. Yeah, I really don't want to be in the middle of this. So you have no advice for me? No, no, because I know that she doesn't. So. Okay. <laughs> and that is getting caught up with keeping up with the Kardashians. Courtney. Uh, thanks. Thank you. As always, we'd love to have you back next week. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. I have to check with my assistant and I actually have to get back to glam. They're like, Mm. they need me here. So got to get that glam. Got to get that glam. So thanks so much. And, uh, we'll we'll wrap it back to you, uh, Nick and Wes. So, uh, back to you guys. So I got to be real with you guys. You look like clowns. Thank you, Wes and Courtney. Yes. Now we head over to the quarantine that was great segment, wasn't it? I thought it was fantastic. It was Something great. else. It was what did really... you think of she had, what she had to say? Know, she, she she's a real piece of work. That's all I'm going to say. She's she's something else. But it is now. Look, we'll catch up with Courtney next week. I want to hear what's going on in the quarantine corner with you. I feel like you had a big week last week. Yeah, yeah. So in the quarantine corner, uh, I along with Ryan Davy of the hashtag Dork Podcast uh, appeared on. Pop Culture Pile Drivers September Sweeps series for One Hit Wonders, a One Hit Wonders draft, five songs, uh, and then we uh, apparently there, you know, there were no rules. I think it was kind of open to interpretation, uh, but you know, I think there's there should be some rules on it because, uh, needless to say, things can go awry. Uh, you have played, uh, you know, like uh, what's the term that I want to. You were like napalm uh, in your in your office episode recap, uh, and and I think Ryan Davy was also a little bit like napalm in this, just very explosive uh, and, and divisive with, with at least one of his selections. You know, some people gave him shit for uh, the Janis Joplin 
uh, mm. selection, but I don't know enough about her or her music catalog to, to get into that. What I do know is the Blink-182 thing, uh, yeah, there's this trendy thing going around the internet. If you search Blink-182 and One Hit Wonders, uh, it comes up with like, well, technically they're a one hit wonder, but they have a greatest hits album. You know, they have multiple great albums. That, how the hell are they a one hit wonder? No, that's 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 a bunch of bullshit. And I was listening to the end of the episode with somebody else, and when they heard the recap of you guys going through your picks, the Blink One Eighty Two one obviously stands out. But the Janis Joplin, this is a person who kind of knows older music a little bit better than I think you or I might. They're like Janis Joplin, what? So it's, uh, again, maybe to the letter of like Davies Law or whatever. Well, he was he was certainly stirring the pot. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Who do you think what like whose takes were a little bit hot? Who who like who is too much for you? My stuff with the office or Davies with the one hit wonders? I think you're more egregious. Uh, uh, that's what I'm looking yeah. for. Thank the, you. The office. Yeah, the, the office is the Michael Scott thing. That, that's pretty egregious. The blank one eighty two thing, um, you know, like while like I think you actually believe um that that you don't like michael scott you have said that you've been on the record for that uh many a time so i i believe that you believe that asinine of a take uh which makes it egregious i think i think davy was uh you know hamming it up a little bit and all mm -hmm. the more power to him uh but you know i think you know he knew what he was throwing you know he was getting everybody geared up for a fastball and then he hit him with the okie doke Bug, bugs bunny change yes yeah well honestly at the end of it all as much as we've given davy a ton of shit Whose fault is it that that all went awry in the middle of the episode? Well, sure, yeah, and he's he's winning. I mean, he, he's like dominating. He got the, you know, of course, the if this is ever evidence of the hashtag dork uh, podcast bump, um, you know that I think this is a great uh, one because yeah. I, I thought Billy had some good choices in there. I'm bringing up the rear uh, with, with a solid nine percent of 110 votes at the time, uh, so including myself. So I probably had like nine votes and that's what you want though you always want to be the first if you ain't first you're last well, you yeah real recognize real too because I, I thought i had some some good choices on there that uh for people who also identify with my style of music because i was not playing to the people i was playing to myself and hoping that i would cast a net of uh you know real ones mm, you know, those who were also maybe uh knee deep in the rap game at one point in time does and i think make, i i think i achieved do you does it make you feel better or worse knowing that i voted for you oh no i feel <laughs> i think that's great i think that's good it's oh. good support <laughs> okay. uh, although i know you think you don't know anything about uh, uh rap music uh, but uh well I I, I I do love the support i i look i i like billy's list and i like your list I mean, look, Davey gets Blink. Of course I like that, but Blink does not – Like, you, you lose me on that. That's not – it right, does not yeah. fit the definition. And I think Mac ended up voting for you as well in all this. And, again, you talk about mm -hmm. rap game. You, you, Billy, and Mac, you guys are all about that shit. Well, but yeah, you know, and I know um, – you know, I was reading the comments. You know, I was going on the IG. I was reading the things that were getting shared. And I saw actually a good amount of comments that were saying West by a mile. So I was kind of shocked to see that I was so low on it. Mm. Um, but I do appreciate those who said that because yeah. again, real recognize real. I'm a big fan right now of the handshake emoji. Um, and that's what I would just send to those people. It's just what a guy, what a guy. You're a real class, yeah, real class act. Yeah, there we go. Uh, there we go. I don't know how to do this. All right. Ah, yeah, it's, it's right, the right hand. Yeah, it's, it's hard. On the, but now my right looks like my left on the camera. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. It's a little confusing. But mirrors. The, the sweeps month for PCP has been outstanding. If you guys yeah. haven't listened to it, I mean, they started off 
I, yeah, they started off with the Disney songs draft with Goo and Shine. Then they came in with was it was that was me was me and Keith after that? Yeah, we were the Office episode after that, mm-hmm. and then they followed up with Mac and Doc talking about fast food. They had Wes and Davion for the one hit wonders, which I was, that was the one, the music ones have been the ones I've been most excited about during the sweeps. And then they have, uh, we'll talk about what's going on the DSG uh, this week coming up, but I know they're doing their finishing moves and wrestling with the Jobberknocker podcast, right? Yeah. And I love uh, what they're doing with this is that they have a, a bump uh, that each, each person who's taking part in the draft or the tier making list has a bump so they can uh, bump one up and push everyone down and kind of create chaos. I don't get what you mean by that. So say if uh, I, for example, had the uh, stone cold stunner ranked at uh, number five, which would be criminally low in my opinion. Uh, but, but you really loved uh, the stone cold stunner. You could bump it up to one spot to number four and it would push everyone, all the rankings down. Oh. So it's kind of like it's a it's a way to create chaos, you know. Yeah, close to their candy draft, kind of, and all. Yeah, 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 exactly. They, and they did a re- they did a really good job with that one. I think that was last month. They probably should have saved that for Darktober, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, for me in the quarantine corner, before we get to the, the rest of the DSG uh, this week, I think everybody probably knows by now. But in case you didn't, furloughed friends, which was a show I was doing outside of the DSG, has now been welcomed into the DSG. Uh, yeah. So that's, that means that I have my 15th podcast in the DSG and Lucy Burge is now part of the DSG. So we've diversified in terms of our host. We now have a female. So we, Do you know uh, for uh, how this shared universe thing kind of started? It was with uh, Mac and Goo podcast. And I believe they were talking about Tommy Westfall's globe, snow globe. <laughs> and I forget what this is from. Maybe from like some oh. like syndicated sitcom or something, TV show. Uh, but essentially... You are Tommy Westfall, and 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 the Dorkshire Gooniverse is their snow globe. It's just Nick Fryer's podcast world. Yeah, that that's and that's we're all just living in it. And it's like you are um, uh, Ed Ed O'Neill. Yeah, Ed O'Neill from um, the Truman Show. You're just kind of you know organizing uh, everything. Yeah, actually, speaking of that too, uh, of me popping up everywhere. No, not Ed I, O'Neill isn't Ed O'Neill um, Al Bundy. He's talking about the Truman Show. Yeah, you know who knows a lot about the Truman Show? I think is Lucy. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. sure we know the actor. I'm blanking on his name. I don't know, but either way, I was. I also did appear on PCP with West too. And if you guys want to know more about that, go watch the YouTube. Yeah, you made a special special guest appearance. Yes, I did. That was quite fun. It was a nice surprise. I, I, I sounds like you might have known about it, but I don't know that Rossi. No, I know Davey didn't know about it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so excited about that. And we do a little bit of sports on there. Wes is going to be appearing on there at some point. Davey's been on there a bunch. So as Keith Rossi's been on there. So we'll yeah, I'm a little disappointed that I had to ask for an invitation. That's- if you just had, if you just had a little bit of patience, you would have known that I want to get you on there. Well, you know, I'm just saying, you know, was- again, patience. Yeah, it's not one of my virtues. You no, know, I still got to brush up uh, on that chapter in the good book. Yeah, yeah. Well, keep, keep keep reading that. I've <laughs> only been reading it for like fifteen years. Anyways, well, it's, it's a story that never gets old. You know, it's the greatest story never told. So mm, uh, it's always nice to go back and, and just brush up. Maybe pay attention to some of the stuff too. You're starting to remind me of Goo a little bit, who can never spell my name right. My God. He can't read, goo can't spell, can't type, however you want to look at it. But well, anyway, that's why he does the audio, right? Yeah, that's right. 
Anyways, uh, so Dorktober is coming up and a show that is back on Netflix. For anybody who's into all that horror stuff, I've talked about this in the past, Van Helsing, and this is with a female character, uh, a female lead. I really like this show, and I think anybody who likes any of those like hokey horror movies, this is I wouldn't say it's hokey, but it definitely gets a little weird at times. It also gets very violent at times. I highly recommend this show. Uh, I believe it was a, it's a sci-fi show, and on, it's on all on Netflix now, this fourth season. I absolutely love this thing. Great. I love it, too. Uh, I'll be very excited to discuss my um, discontent with you and Lucy about waiting so long for me to get me on the podcast, Good. as well as discussing uh, maybe, maybe a little geography. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. how, how are your cartography skills, uh, Nick? Uh, not that great. Well, you might want to brush up on that, you know, as well mm -hmm. as the good book, uh, okay. head, of, head of Thursday. That's all I'll say. Those are, on, that's, those are on Tuesdays and Thursdays for all our friends, by the way, in case anybody's trying to keep track. And those are only on Lucy's Twitter feed and on the hashtag Dork Shared Universe Facebook page. You cannot get that in audio form. Not yet, at least. Also, last thing, mm -hmm. all the jokes about me having a million podcasts. We're going to have a special, Goo and I. We mentioned Toy, toy Vault at the top. We have a Toy Boys special. Goo always talks about toys on uh, Mac and Goo. I never talk about it on We're our show. You're reviewing sex toys. That's Yes, that, I'm sure Toy Vault would appreciate us advertising it as that. Uh, but we will be well, talking about this action, whole new market. Sorry. action figures, <laughs> pops, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think Goo's son just got uh, a life-sized yeah. baby Yoda. Yes. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> Yes. I'm, no, I'm not going. I'm not taking the big. Yeah, no, I'm not going down your bullshit road. No, no, wait, no, trying to help. But that again, that's presented by Toy Vault. I think that's going to be on Wednesday, and that will just be a DSG special. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Again, you know, we do these once in a while. We're waiting for some OG uh, October stuff, I think, from West Billy and Mac. Maybe Lucy, too. She's a big Eminem fan. So, anyways. Yeah, also, before we go, on the topic of Goose Sun, just to kind of save face here. Uh, I just want to point out at the DSG golf outing, I was supposed to bring uh, a, a nice little baby gift for for little Raffy from uh, Jules and I mm. uh, that I just left on on the counter and just forgot to bring it. So I told him when we were out to eat, and I was like, "Oh, like, I, like who knows when I'm going to get it to him again? It might, it might he, you know, it might be too big by the time uh, right. I get it out to him." And I was thinking, like, that's probably a good idea just to get out of giving gifts. Like, oh, I just left it at home. Like, but, but <laughs> here's the gift anyway. But to prove that that's not the case. Huh? Oh, look yeah. at that. A little Marvel sweatshirt. That is yeah, awesome. Yeah, right? A little something. Boy. So, um, yeah, yeah, goo, you know, like, maybe, come, maybe. come and get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. We want to have another DSG outing as soon as possible. I was actually supposed to give him something too because when I went to that comic shop up in uh, Nashua uh, like a month back, I ended up getting him like <laughs> cards from the. Oh, Batman yeah. Batman I remember you saying that. Yeah. And I forgot to freaking give it to him too. So we're in the same boat there. So. Uh, speaking of Goo, uh, they talked hmm. about the Silence of the Lambs this week on Mac and Goo. Of course, the audio version is up as soon as ours is, if not sooner. It's all out now. Oh, rip. so there you go. Hashtag Dork is doing uh, Cobra Kai Seasons 1 and 2. If you're watching us on the live stream, they're doing their live stream of it shortly after ours. And their audio version all up on Goo's Day. Have and you seen that? I have not. I I don't know if I'm gonna watch it. See, I, I, I want to give it. I've heard good things about. it. I want to give it a go. I just haven't committed yet. You know, I, I, tough to commit in those. Things. I I still have. So I, Van Helsing's out now. I haven't gotten caught up on Lucifer like the latest episodes. Uh, there's a new season of Norseman and then Ratchet. I'm two episodes in, and I I like that a lot. So 
You got, I got, you got a full plate. I got a full plate, and then we had to watch this. So, and then the P PCP is doing the finisher moves. We talked mm -hmm. about TLDR and furloughed friends. Wes, TBD for us next week, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be TBD. Uh, excuse you know, me. <sighs> just throwing it out there. We <laughs> haven't had a, we haven't had a like an argument or debate, any like that. Mm -hmm. like a good while. We, we know. I thought maybe not. Maybe not next week. Maybe something we just sit on uh, for a minute. But I think we could bring in uh, maybe our resident food expert for this. But um, how about a breakfast food draft? Oh, okay. Well, and if we bring him in, do you think we got to bring in one of our so-called food experts from the Google? Yeah, it's not Mac. Uh, Mac is horrible <laughs> food cakes. He's a fraud. <laughs> okay, so no Mac. Okay, got it. All right. Duly noted, right? So well, maybe, I don't know, maybe that could be interesting, you know, like uh, best eggs, or, or maybe you know we hold on to sit on that idea until March, mm. and then we take part in uh, a March Macness uh, bracket, if you will, uh, of breakfast foods. Then you have like eggs, uh, then you have carbs, you have cereal, um, and then like brunch items. I don't know, definitely fat. Definitely some different routes you can go with that. I'm not protein, sure. you know. Then you, you got your bacon, you got your ham, you got your uh, sausage. You got your uh, Canadian bacon. Uh, so ham. So we we I, I think we have that, there's definitely an episode there. Maybe we'll do that next week. Maybe we'll we'll have a debate. TBD though as it stands right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My so un until next week then. Until the same bad time, the same bad place.